Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Nothing like starting off the show with a little good news, right? I mean, this is the kind of news that you have not experienced in Minnesota since, I believe, 2003. Wow, 20 years. That means people are waking up with the the reality that the Minnesota Twins have won a playoff series. Yay! To put it in context of how long-suffering it was, <laughs> a journey to this victory, prior to winning a playoff game two days ago against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Minnesota Twins had done what really was a, a, a phenomenon in, in sports. It was almost crazy just from an odds perspective how it could happen. They had lost 18 consecutive playoff games, which is hard to do at a professional level, but they had bad luck run against them time and time again. That equated to nine playoff series in a row, nine years that you were like, all right, the Twins are in the playoffs again, mm. and they lost that series. Disappointing. But now not only did they break the streak of not having won a playoff game, they did that two days ago, but then last night they won, and now they are on to uh, a series against the defending world champions, your Houston Astros. And uh, P.S. Suck it, Daniel! In Canada. Donna. What? Well, they, he was talking smack via email. Oh, he was? Yes. Oh, I, I saying didn't know that the that. twins okay. are gonna lose and oh, blah, yeah, blah, eat blah, it hard, blah. Daniel. You know, Toronto. What do they have but the CN Tower? I didn't even know that. They have a glass floor on one of the, in the CN Tower. I went there in sixth grade. It was pretty sweet. I think they also have Niagara Falls. They Is that uh, in Toronto? Toronto, maybe. Like, well, it's out no, on the outskirts of know. Toronto. Holly's our geography expert. Yeah. What when I went to Toronto on a fourth, fifth, and sixth grade field trip in sixth grade, we also saw the fall. So we probably then okay. just the bus probably went over to Niagara. Got it. I've Have only, you been to Niagara Falls? Though? Yes, but Beautiful. only on the Buffalo side. Oh God, you haven't seen it yet. You got to get over <laughs> to, the, to the Canada side. Yeah, That's where it's, it's at. very pretty. It's very loud. Why are you? S- <sighs> Never mind. I'm not. What? Get into what? It. I just don't even. I just don't appreciate your tone of. Yeah, it's very pretty. Like, just so dismissive of this unbelievable wonder. It is a marvel when you look at it. It is nature in all its roaring beauty. I'm sorry, how do you want... Oh, my God, it's amazing. Yes, that is what I want. Okay, it's very pretty. I mean, that's positive. Maybe it's a me problem, because my wife said to me the other day, how do you want me to react? And I said, excited. Just always excited is kind of my... That's what I'd like in in response to whatever I'm saying. Well, you want people to be more like you. Yes! (laughs) 
Anyway, um, hey, hey, Donna and I are both stretching our hammies and I'm loosening in pain, up. dude. I was sore last night. We went and did a pickleball practice yesterday. It was a whole lot of fun. It was at Mega Pickleball in Minnetonka, mm-hmm. a former Kmart way yeah. back in the day. Uh, it's over by the Opitz outlet, if that helps. Mm-hmm. Right off 7. Right I off bought Highway a bunch 7. of stuff next door. Did you go there after? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Um, but anyway, we went and look. Don't we give gonna... anything away. Don't I was just do about it. to give everything away. Don't give it away. Here's what I'll say. We had a, we had a nice, instructive time there where we worked on some basic skills. And then at the end of our time, it was about a two-hour session. At the end of that time, um, we then played a scrimmage uh, so that we could feel real pickleball power. We went against two uh, two players who were who were good. You know, like they were they were putting yep. us through the paces. From Tria, Philip and Andrea, shout out. And they, uh, I could tell, they were taking it easy on us. They various, were. There were times that Philip was like, Listen, Patterson. This ball could be midway down your esophagus if I wanted it to. Yeah. But he was he was setting us up so that we could get some good reps in. But uh, it felt really good. Now I gotta say, I go in there, I line up on the other side of the court. Donna, I said, "All right, Donna, let's go." And she, before any of the lesson begins, and she ripped a serve over like M- Maria Navratilova. It was a great serve, and I was like, whoa, there's a little a little heat on that. So I practiced serving for an hour the day before. Like, all I did was serve for almost an hour. And I was very confident in my serve. And then yesterday's lesson, I think I started to overthink it because then I saw a different technique for serving, and I could not get the serve down using that technique. Mm-hmm. So I lost a little bit of confidence and so I might go back to my original way of serving, which was bouncing the ball, dropping the ball, dropping the ball, letting yeah, it there... bounce, then hitting it. I feel like I get more of a lift over yeah. the net. And I think it's what, whatever works for you. Yeah. The instructor was saying, um, if you don't drop it, if you just drop it onto your paddle as opposed to letting it bounce, you there's a smaller margin or excuse me, there's a larger margin for error, meaning you are less likely to screw it up because... There's less high, wow, eye hand coordination that's involved and less things, more things have to go right if you bounce it. But if it works for you and it comes naturally to you, then ultimately we got to do whatever works best right. for you. I'm going to keep uh, keep working on that. We got time. We got some time. We got time. I I, felt- I'm sore. I can't do anything for a few days now. I mean, I was kayaking, bike riding, pickleballing for two and a half hours the first day, two hours the second day. I could be in a full body cast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I at my abs hurt, my back hurts, my shoulder hurts, my feet hurt, my neck hurts, my arms hurt. You know, it's funny. I got home last night. I was like, I kind of feel like I have body aches. But the day before, I had done like a leg and shoulder exercise. So those were already sore. And then all of that pickleball movement, stop and start and stop and start yeah, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. movements I'm not used to, I think sort of added to a bit of um, soreness. Yeah, but we do have conditioning planned. Oh, we do? Oh, we Each do? day for Project Down and Dirty oh, is good. part of our schedule. So they're oh, going to have oh. you running drills, oh. doing okay. some squats. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's funny that you say squats because I said early on, I was like, wow, this is a leg workout because you are really, you know, they're get down low as we were working on different shots. It's like 
sitting on like a wall squat or one of those air squats where you're just like down and up and there's a lot of yeah, a lot activity. of bending. Uh, Steve, I just, the only concern I have with you, mm-hmm. and I, I think I was waiting for praise. I think but... it's, no, you're great. great. Fantastic. It was great. Okay. However, <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes that beginners make is wanting to like slam the ball and be aggressive and all that stuff. And we're just not ready for that. And I don't think we're going to be. No, I, th- I, I think, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not ready for we're that. We're not ready. We're beginners. We are beginners. Yes. And the instructor that we were working with, who... Omric. Can I say his name? Well, you just did. All right, just don't But Google I was him. going to, <laughs> wink, wink, say he sucks at pickleball. <laughs> wink, wink. He was, uh, he was not telling me to always smash it and find ways to to dominate right outside of the that's kitchen right. but yeah he was like really play very sheepish that's right yeah he said we should name our team sheep that was <laughs> we gotta stupid. go thank anyway thank you to them that was great Mega yeah that was a lot of fun ball. i have your racket by the way oh yeah oh yeah, yeah steve and yeah. i have our own rackets huh? yeah we're bringing legit rackets so i don't yeah. know what grade a bullcrap everybody else is going to be using but we're going to be dressed in all black and with our own rackets thank you uh, when we come back, we have a few things that'll make you go, huh? Mm. Um, okay, a little trivia for everybody. This 1985 song was the last instrumental song mm. to hit number one on the charts. Okay, I'm going to write down some ideas. I'm going to give you a hint. It is a TV theme oh. that went to number one. Like, think the Rembrandts with Friends, you know, that became a hit oh, song. okay. I have uh, two down that, uh, okay, it's not 1985, be- last instrumental song that mm-hmm. went number one on the charts. We'll tell you when we return. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with producer Holly Roberts for hour one. Speaking of producing, I need a little help because I can't find my intro again. There she is. Thank you. It's hurtful that that's the one you can't ever find. Somebody's my baby, as it's the segment you wanted to cancel and the segment that you ended up getting canceled. But we were able to bring it back because of the writer strike and a lack of quality <laughs> entertainment content. Anyway, uh, okay, 1985 was the year. Okay, that's the last year that there was an instrumental song that hit number one on the charts. I gave you the hint before the break that this instrumental song also happened to be the theme of a television show, which is has happened before. The Rembrandts, "I'll Be There for You," that was a smash hit. Back in 1994, when Friends came out, hints are all done. Now it's time to pony up and guess. Well, you said it's a theme song. That threw me off because I was thinking like Herbie Hancock, Mm. Axel F theme, Axel, Axel something. Yeah, you're thinking of Beverly Hills Cop. Correct. Then I thought Songbird, Kenny G. I'm trying to think of songs that charted Mm -hmm. in the 80s that had no music, I mean, had no lyrics. I think I have the answer. Okay. Do you really? And I'm going to play it. Okay. And you it, think this is just from the, the hints given? Yes. And you think you've dug this up? Yes. Because the song slaps, as the kids <laughs> like to say. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. 
Dundrun, Miami Vice. Jen Hammer's Miami Vice theme. Oh, good job, Holly. It was October of 1985. That is the last. This song went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Oh, my gosh. So, Donna, would DJs back in the day say, here's Jen Hammer's Miami Vice theme, and then this would just music would play for the next two and a half minutes? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Or you'd say it into a jingle that would then bounce into the song. Or, wow, yeah, this is good. I'm curious now, did, I'm going to have to Google this, did, what was that New York NYPD Blue? Mm -hmm. Didn't they have a really good theme, too? I don't remember. Uh, I I was I never really watched NYPD Blue. I was a little young, and oh, I I just remember at the beginning of every episode they were like, just so you know, Dennis Franz's butt is going to make another appearance. I, yep. I know. I think it was a really <laughs> really good theme. I'll find it. Just continue. How about Dennis Franz? Every week opening up the script, and there he is. He's like, all right, we're good, we're good, we're good. Page nineteen. Your butt is in frame again. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting choice. And he was a uh, he had a very approachable body, as I recall. A very approachable body. Right? Yeah, dad bod at its finest. Sure. Okay. Holly, do you see the uh, the little YouTube thing I've got? Uh, uh, here, we got an NYPD Blue theme song, right? Is that okay. what? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Let's hear this. Huh? Hmm. Not how I remember it. Wait, maybe it'll kick in? I kind of really active on the drums. Who's doing yeah. the drums? Blue Man Group? <laughs> I mean, it would make sense, you know, right? it's School of Rock. Beady <laughs> Blue Man Group. Okay, this is... Wait, wait, here it comes. It's just... Why is it taking so long? I don't know. You're the one who sent the link. Kick it. It's kind of... <laughs> There's no kick it. <laughs> this is not slapping. It's fine. That's <laughs> no. fine. It's kind of nice to listen to. All right. Well, my memory's a little off. <laughs> no. Stop it, Steve. Oh, you know, there, but there are so many theme songs that slap. Um, you know, there are some yeah, that, yeah, some that slap and some that are, are more emotional. Yeah. Absolutely. The news, the news, here's the funny thing about the newsroom on HBO. They had three seasons. Their first season, I was like, this is my favorite theme song ever. It made me feel so romantic about broadcast news and television news and then the second season they used the same bones of it but they made it much more upbeat and i remember season or season two episode one i was like let's do this and then they had messed with the theme song and I was- i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's like, well, what in the heck is going on here? It hurt. It yeah, hurt. some people are saying that to us. FYI. Oh, oh yeah. Now that we went, we, we transitioned out of Big and Rich into... Uh, Leonard. Yeah, Skinner. Leonard Skinner. We'll do Skinner for a few years, and then we'll find something else, yeah. you know? We, we've got to keep growing. We're like caterpillars, man. Right? Okay. Sure.
No U.S. president has ever used the emergency alert system or its predecessors. Oh, I didn't even hear my thing go off yesterday. It went off. We were mid-pickleball, Donna. You were in your feelings about your serve going down the tubes. Oh, okay. All right. Um, this is maybe the reason why no president has ever used that emergency alert system, uh, possibly because the audio-only emergency alert system messages might hinder the ability of the media to present live news coverage. Uh, that said, it is used at a regional scale to share information about imminent threats to public safety, including severe weather alerts, uh, amber alerts. You've heard those on your phone before. There have been tons of tests over the years, and there have been a few false alarms as well. But yesterday, all of our phones went off at one twenty. But uh, no sitting president has ever said, let's hit the emergency alert system button. So when you hit that button, mm-hmm. my understanding was you get, this is how I picture it anyway, okay. you get some kind of alert sound, like, mm-hmm. listen, 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 you know. Woo, yes. Followed by news coverage. Or is it just some robotic guy saying, please go indoors? Tornado spotted three miles west of... Yes, that's what I have heard on television before. Moving at a speed of 3.5 kilometers per hour, please go to the lower level. Or if you are a rich DJ, go to the basement below your basement. <laughs> Donna has personalized messages set up oh for Oh, boy, hers. look at that. It's I think on the phone, though, it's just right Okay, it's, got it's it. A, uh, yeah, my, I think it's a text message there. Hey, you know, the marshmallows in Lucky Charms cereal actually have a name. And that name, Marbits. Oh, interesting. So if you save the marshmallows till the end when you eat Lucky Charms, as you should, it's a nice practice of restraint and reward. Uh, You can say, hey, I'm just going to eat my Marbits now. Everybody, please leave me alone. I wonder why they're called that. Uh. Like, I wonder if there's some kind of backstory they named it after the chef who created Lucky Charms. <laughs> the chef who created. <laughs> I think I am made of something that everyone will love. <laughs> chef Marbit. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. All right. Oh, well. By the way, Belarus is the largest country in the world without any mountains. Lithuania Zero? is the second largest. Zero mountains in Belarus. If you go to Belarus looking for... And that sounds like a kind of country that would have a mountain. Belarus? It actually does. Right? Lithuania? I'm thinking you've got snow-capped mountains, Lithuania. They've got jack. Nothing. Interesting. Oh. According to the history of Lucky Charms, okay. <laughs> product developer John Holohan was actually inspired by circus peanuts. Oh, oh I can see really? that. He had, like chopped up circus peanuts in his huh. cereal. I get it. Marbits. Oh, no, oh they do... Wow, I didn't think I like circus peanuts. Maybe I do. You probably do. I just uh, bought some the other day. Oh, weird. It's a long story. Anyway, we got to go. Uh, right, I watched Golden Bachelor. On- Friends, what's up? Stevie Boy for my buddies at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. You know, I'm always trying to help you out. I want to give you a little uh, intel. We gave you a little Taylor Swift intel at the top of the show. Now I want to give you intel about like when to buy your tickets for a Chanhassen Dinner Theaters showing of Jersey Boys Dinner, a wonderful night out. Um, that time is, let me check it now. 
this is a great time for you to buy those tickets. There's a holiday rush that is coming. They see it every year. And so if you want to see a show around the holidays, take the fam out, great. But buy the tickets right now. Or if you're looking for a time to squeeze in before it really jams up, uh, this could be a great time for you to look and see what kind of availability they might have in the coming weeks. ChanhassenDT.com, that's where you can do that. In addition, what a wonderful concert series they've got coming up. How about tributes to the Bee Gees, the band Heart, Queen, Michael Bublé, Olivia Newton-John, Pink Floyd, tons. And then Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. They do improv comedy Friday and Saturday nights. Tickets are only 28 bucks. What a fun night out. Get your tickets to any and all. ChanhassenDT.com. Hi. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. Oh, boy. So, I watched episode one of um, The Golden Bachelor. I think, does it air on Wednesday nights? I don't even know when it airs. I think it airs on Thursday nights. Okay. Okay. So. But you watch it on demand or DVR. And Hulu. Yeah. Um, okay. And you said you saw some of it, Steve, right? A minute. One, one, one minute. It was the rose ceremony. Oh. Um, yeah, it was the rose ceremony. And I was like, okay. You should watch it from the beginning. Nah. You know what? It's. Really? I thought you were going to watch this one. Uh, no, I said falsely that I might sit down and watch an episode of this. I'm not I'm not latching on for the season, but maybe I'll watch like the final one. Um I just I don't know. Like I said it was taking too long. He said I'd like to give you a rose, but it took too long for the woman to get up to him and I was like, "Okay, we got to." Okay, That's whatever. a joke. That's a joke, Donna. You should watch it from the beginning because you get to hear a little bit of his story. And it's very, very moving. And I did. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I did see a uh, TikTok video of a guy who had watched it, and he was like, "Look, I watched the thing. I'm never going to watch it again because I cannot watch him go through this pain. I just want to be his son. So how about we ditch the women, take me on as your son?" And he it was very funny, and he was just talking about how great the guy seemed. Mm. What's his name? Ronnie. Gary. Gary. So. It's as cringe. Okay, so aside from <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. tell me more. So aside from the emotional, you know, backstory of Gary, and he lost his wife very suddenly and very unexpectedly after so many years of marriage. They they finally got into their um, dream home after retiring, and shortly thereafter, she became ill. He takes her to the ER, and she never comes home. Mm. And just very, very sad. And he's such a sweet guy. And and he's handsome. He's very handsome. Oh, my gosh. These women. What about these women, Donna? The things that they make them do, it's so cringy. Like one shows up on a motorcycle and you could tell she's not a motorcycle rider, you know, and takes her helmet off and like. You know, does this with her hair. Another one makes him do some weird meditation. This is just upon saying hello. Oh, boy. Another one had a wig on and was walking with a walker. And, you know, then took her disguise off. Mm. Another one's making him dance there on the spot. They're kissing him on the lips. Oh, like, like a pack or are we no, hanging there? Well, for yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pack. But still, to to be so forward you know and i think they feel like they need to make an impression to 
They downtown. don't feel like they need to. This the is producers. a producer. Yes. yes. And they, they will always do it because look at what we talk about every single season of The Bachelor. Somebody somewhere is always talking about the woman who comes out with the horse head on or the fake yes. walker. I mean, this is Why? like... Because of what we're doing right now. I'd still be talking about it if it wasn't for that. I'd be like, okay, so this woman seems like she's really got her blank together. She's very nice. She loves her kid. Like, we don't, especially this audience for an older audience, we don't need all that. It's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It is, isn't it? I mean, it's so stinking stupid. And I have such secondhand embarrassment. It's not adding anything to the show, except embarrassment. Which is, there's a fine line between embarrassment and entertainment. Mm -hmm. So So the viewers, it's like they love sitting back and seeing, all right, how are they coming out of the limo? What are they going to do? At least it's not me. Yes, exactly. I bet the women hate doing it, too. I bet you're right. Because, you know, there's a producer's like, put this wig on, and you're like, my hair is done. Okay. All right, fine. Yeah, I'll do this. I bet they each get to go one at a time, like into a big prop room. It's like, all right, which one are you going to do? What, it's what like do you when you do? take those pictures at a wedding with the fake mustache, yeah. and then you could put on a boa. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you want this Groucho Marx glasses right. note thing, or mm-hmm. do you want an Inspector Clouseau head? Right. Or yeah. this wig. Yeah. Well, each one comes with its own storyline and all that. Yeah. It was just super embarrassing. Then there's another woman who's got a mouth on her, and she's like doing this pretend like zen namaste stuff but everything she's saying is bleeped out oh yes <laughs> yeah, typical meditation and then she's telling him to say it and then he's like what is happening he's like okay just go with it but they jump ahead um and show you like what happens throughout the season at the end of the first episode this poor guy is just going through this emotional roller coaster I feel bad, but I do hope he finds love because he seems really nice. <laughs> I do. There's there's good there's a woman or two in there. Oh, or the producers, three. they've got you right where they want you. You've said everything that they want you to say at this point. I'll dabble. Oh my god, this woman came with a, a basket of eggs and she's like, "My eggs are still very fresh." I mean, there then there's People making wiener jokes. Oh, not the wiener jokes. What do you mean they're making wiener jokes? They're making wiener jokes. Like they're saying a poem and the poem should end with a bad word, but instead they replace it with something else. You know, kind of like a hickory dickory dock situation. Oh, wow. It's really cringy. These are all, listen, it's the producers. I blame the producers of The Bachelor for everything that's wrong in our country. (laughs) In in totality, <laughs> what did I hear? I don't know. If, I don't in know. If our, summation. <laughs> in closing, um, our f- former producer at Twin Cities Live, Lisa Adams. I don't know if she came up with the phrase, but she's the one I heard say, and I always remember it, which is, "The devil works hard, but the bachelor producers work harder." They're so good. always at it, always so finding good. a way to make something weird, cringy, awkward, too far, desperate. Yes. yes. Try hard. Yeah, um, it's very embarrassing. Do you have you spotted the women? Because I, I think we kindly but wrongly stereotype and say, "Well, these women aren't in it for the wrong reason because they're of a certain age, and you know they feel like the clock is ticking." However, once you put cameras out there, you can easily get people in things for the wrong reasons. Have you spotted a few women 
who are just there to try to get their own podcast? Not really. No. There is, some of them are over-the-top dramatic and, like, way too forward, you know, and, like, touching his fate. Like, it just seems like, hey, lady, boundaries. It's not time yet. You met him, like, four minutes ago. Mm. Like, chill out. Yeah, right. Like, sitting on his lap. I mean, it's just weird. And wow. he's just, he's so gracious to everyone. A lap sit? And there's, well, that may be an exaggeration, but almost. He's he's already made out with a couple of them. At least two of them. Tongue? Probably. I don't know. Do older people still have tongues? <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. Oh, oh dear. He's trying to figure stuff out. Steve, everything is the same. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Everything is the same. No, yep. you just are. No, I kid. My uh, my grandparents. My grandparents. They would. They would like tell us as we were all getting up in our teenage years and feeling like you know, we were the the talk of the town. They would routinely talk about stuff like that. Not like not in an inappropriate way, but just like a don't think because we're older than you. That everything just fell off of our bodies right. and we stopped having interest in each other and wanting and, yeah. to connect and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's always the same because we all always think we're about thirty five right. years old. Yep. We always no yeah, we always think we we're we're just so much younger than we are. Always. Yeah. Always. Because we're the same person inside. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for hearing me. Hey, can Would, we go ahead? Would you ever go on this show? Not even for a million dollars. That really for a million? Mm-mm. If no. producers reached out to you and said we heard about you, uh, you're you're a radio show host. There so is that's a like radio an... show host, by the way. Is there really? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Could have been you, DD. Oh my gosh! And then you marry a bleeping Gary. Hi, full circle. <laughs> that's pretty great. After you brought Gary back yes. when you started the show, it that's was great. fate. Oh my gosh! Oh my. Fulfill your destiny, Donna. Yes. Five out of five Garys. <laughs> I mean, that would have been wonderful. Um, well, maybe if I see it on when I'm watching live television some night, if that happens, if I see it on, I'll stop and try to check it out for a minute. Let's try to check out what kind of ads. Are airing during that show? I'd be sure. curious. Yeah, are they different than normal seasons of The Bachelor? Right, or is it still just the same? You know, target demo thirty-five to 54 females. I, don't know. I, I think they have a much older audience. In general, I think a lot of older people like The Bachelor franchise. I think. Did you spot any commercials when you were watching it, or were you fast-forwarding through them on demand? I was muting mm. so I could watch Instagram videos. Thank you. Yeah. That is a nice way to pass a commercial break. Yeah. And then I just keep an eye on it and go, okay, I'm done. Yeah. All right. Well, we're out of time. That was a really nice conversation, though. We all really felt things. I hope Gare finds love. Okay. I bet bet it'll be fine. He's going to be fine. Seems like a nice guy. Everything is fine. Uh, By the way, Pete Davidson is going to be the first host of Saturday Night Live when it comes back. That'll be interesting to see Uh, if he addresses some of his mishaps while driving sure yeah oh i'd imagine the writer's room there is one gonna want to go full tilt on him and i'm sure they think they can use sharper elbows too with him because you know he's part of the saturday night live family october 14th that is the uh, date musical guest will be ice spice okay 
I don't know what that is. Um, but he was supposed to host it back in May, right when the strike started. So Pete Davidson oh, had been on the it. books months ago. I forgot about that. Got it. Uh, but anyway, so he'll be the first one back, which will be fun. When okay, we cool. return, it'll be time for seeing things and saying things. Donna saw something kind of sweet at Disneyland that she wanted oh, to tell yeah. us about. There was a sighting. And I've got bad news about the president's dog. This ain't good. I mean, I tell you, mm. uh, we'll tell you what the rumors are. When we return, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Do it again, Steve. I can't get it to happen. Oh, no. We want to take a picture. Okay. Totally, totally Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve, and Steve is uh, trying to put headphones on his adorable dog, and we were going to post a picture. Why do you refuse to ever meet Rex, Donna? You won't let me anywhere near your pets or your children. Property. <laughs> When are you coming over for dinner? We were supposed to do oh, this yeah. back in 2019 with you and Ryan Perpich. How does God Sunday night sound? He's, soul. he's alive. He's, we just saw him the other day. Oh, that's Yeah, cool. he's downstairs. Yeah. Oh. Loud as ever. You're going to hear him before you see him, that's for oh, sure. Oh, well, Donna. Hey. <laughs> You're there? What an aggressive Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> that's so <laughs> that's true. Kind of, yes. That's so We always good. said he was like the... Um, in, in the, the Santa Claus 2, if you're familiar with that movie, they make a fake Santa Claus that has to be there while Tim Allen has to go back and, because it's the Mrs. Claus. He has to get married. And the, the other one is like, ho, 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 hi, Merry Christmas. And we're like, Ryan, that's you. That's how we hear you. That's what you sound like. Don't make me laugh. My abs hurt. My everything hurts, actually. Boy, you've been ab dropping a little bit this morning. Well, let me tell you something. When I was kayaking in the alligator-infested waters of Florida, <laughs> my seat was not staying up, so I was in a constant crunch position because the seat oh, yeah. was broken, so it was back here. So my back oh, was down. Oh, that's tough. And then I'd have to row, so I'm rowing while my Abs are tight. So anyway, listen, I've been a lazy heifer for the past three hey, years. Hey, and Donna. so all of a sudden, everything is coming to life again. <laughs> the awakening. That's right. It's like watching somebody come out of a coma. Or a cocoon. You were there. You were there. You were there. And you were there. And you were there. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Well, this is just totally adorbs. Dick Van Dyke was spotted having a magical day at Disneyland with his wife, Arlene. He's 97. He's in a wheelchair. He looks good. Oh, is he in a wheelchair? Yeah, and I think that's oh, probably okay. just, you know, so he could get around. Get around a little easier. Yeah, sure, and sure. quicker. Um, yeah, he seemed to be in good spirits. He was watching a musical quartet perform. Um, onlookers were checking him out from a balcony in New Orleans Square. And they had a fan video that they posted to Instagram, and they were like, I would have lost my collective spoonful of sugar if I saw the absolute legend there. Those were some of the comments. Mm-hmm. True Disney legend, absolutely magical moment to be able to see the one and only DVD. That's sweet that people are having that reaction. Yeah, 
Uh, he is featured in the book that I am reading. Oh, really? How to Be the Like Disney? Walt. Yeah, the biography Aww. of Walt Disney. And uh, he, Walt Disney saw Dick Van Dyke uh, from previous work that he had done. And when it was time for them to do Mary Poppins, and I believe the Dick Van Dyke show had already been on the air, and he saw, saw video of him and was like, you know what? Uh, he doesn't even need to audition. He's the guy. And he then, is a very wholesome, you know, fits the model. Yes. And, you know, some people have said, well, what about that Cockney accent? And this wasn't the most realistic. But Walt Disney's yeah. approach was like, look, you need someone who can embody all of it, who can bring life to it, charm to it, sing, dance, do the whole thing. And uh, so he had a real affinity for Dick Van Dyke. And Dick Van Dyke really said that he just had this mutual affinity for Walt Disney. He said everybody called him Uncle Walt. He, I think I, Dick Van Dyke was quoted as saying, he was one of the most old shoe people I've met, meaning he's just so comfortable to be around, like an old shoe. You just put it, you, once you're there with him, you're like, oh, I feel comfortable. This person's making me feel normal, calling me by my first name. Never wanted to be called Mr. Disney. Walt, always just call me Walt. Just call me Walt. Like what an really interesting last name. Guy. That's Disney. good to know. Yeah. What a rare last name. That's what I'm you thinking. you don't hear of a lot of other Disneys. Right. And yeah. it was actually his brother, Roy, who decided that the company should be called um, Walt Disney because he was like, he's the guy who has the vision behind it all. You know, he's he deserves to have his name on it. Whereas Roy, his older brother of eight years, was like, he's the he's the finance guy. He's the guy running the Excel spreadsheets and right. doing all the budgeting. Sure. While Walt's like, but what if we built this and so we could build that? And a movie, we could do a, every movie that he made, even from early on, was like, don't worry, it's only going to cost $250,000. Two million dollars later, Roy's over there like Walt. Come on, buddy. No, you got to throw me a bone here. And I thought, like in so many working relationships, you can see there are the Roy Disney's of the world and the Walt Disney's of the world. One who's like, and you need the two to work together, and they work really well as companions. One who's just focused on: Are we checking all the boxes? Are we doing right. everything right? The That's other person me. who's the other person who's like wacky and creative. That's me. This is why it works. But I was thinking of other, like, you know, pairings that are out there, and that's how pairings and partnerships usually work really well. You have to know your role. You can't be competing for the same role. If you know your role, you can have success. Wow, look at all this, like... Are we TED talking right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. Wow. Am I Mel um, Robbins? What's going on? <laughs> I have a, um, a heads up for everybody, more okay. of a public service announcement, and that is the era of COVID vaccination cards is officially over. The CDC has announced that they have stopped printing them. They distributed about a billion of them in total. Um, so they're not being distributed by the federal government. We're past the points of, you know bars and restaurants needing them so they've decided there's no reason to print new ones mine is front and back filled out and then i got a new one and they were like you don't need i don't need to fill anything out it's on your record did you ever have to show yours yes i went to a funeral where you where needed they to wanted... be vaccinated okay yes i only ever had to show it in new york at a bar, and before they would serve you, they had to see your ID mm. and your vaccination card. But I think some cities implemented that much stricter than others, and I don't think it was ever very strict in that sense in the Twin Cities where we weren't showing our vaccination cards. But in New York, 
in L.A., it was it was a little different, much stricter. I, I'm trying to think if I had to show it at a hospital before. I don't think so. Yeah. I had to show it at a concert or two. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Smaller venues. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, by the way, this doesn't mean the CDC wants you to skip your booster. They say everyone should get it for the holidays, especially older adults and people, of course, with compromised immune systems. So there you go. Mm. My dog recently made an appearance here on this show, popping into frame here. He's laying near the door right now, pretty calm. Um, a far cry from President Biden's two-year-old dog, Commander. <gasps> this Commander is has, not good. He's been removed from the White House because, well, he's been biting a lot of people, and that's not great. The Secret Service has acknowledged 11 incidents involving its personnel, but sources say Commander has bitten way more people than that. So way more than the number 11, which feels like a lot, um, including other White House employees. At least one of the bite victims required hospitalization. Now, Joe Biden's rep has issued a statement saying, quote, the president and the first lady care deeply about the safety of those who work at the White House and those who protect them every day. This is actually the second German shepherd that the Bidens have had to banish from the White House for aggressive behavior. Uh, Major was the first one who got sidelined from the White House due to a little getting a little toothy with some people. Um, apparently, these these issues have reportedly led to somewhat of a strained relationship between the Bidens and the Secret Service. I here now would like to offer advice to the President of the United States. So would I. All right. I wonder if ours will be the same. <clears throat> Mine will be get a doodle. Get something with an oodle in it. This is funny you say that. That was not my advice. A dachshund. I don't care. Somebody called me this morning mm-hmm. and asked me if I would be interested in a Labradoodle puppy. Ooh. Black. Ooh. Can have it. And I'm like, I don't do puppies. I don't know how to do puppies. I don't have the patience for puppies. That's not true. Mm. You have the you you have the patience. And and you're well set up. Like, you've got, I think, the time for a puppy. Yeah, but I also have someone else who lives in my home. So I can't have a puppy that's going to be eating shoes and furniture and couch cushions. What was your advice to the president going to be? Get that dog out of there after the first bite. And secondly... Hire a trainer or send the dog away for serious training. Katie Canine to D.C.? Right? I mean, listen, there are dogs bite someone once. That's that's the end of that. Yeah. You know? So that's my advice. Get a really good trainer. Thank 